You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. What's up? What are you guys doing? How are you today on this good Friday? I'm feeling good. You looking good? Yep, looking good. Feeling yes. good. Yes. Feeling good. Feeling good. I have your host, Megan Thomas. You can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Meg Scoop. And as always, make sure you follow Black Hollywood Live right on YouTube. It's really easy. Click that subscribe button right at the five bottom. Stars. Give us five stars on uh, iTunes. You can also follow us on SoundCloud. And make sure you subscribe and support us. We got a ton of shows that are the bomb.com. Just subscribe at the bottom. And who are you, pretty lady in blue? Hello. Hey, hey, hey. I missed you. I am your host, Courtney Tezno. You guys can keep in touch with me at Tezno's on Twitter and Instagram. Let's keep the conversation going for BHL Next. Yes. And also, if you have any questions, Questions, or you want us to know something that's going on, or somebody that's next in your world, be sure to use the hashtag BHLNEXT and we can see all your questions. So, this show is no different than any other. We always have Who's Up and Coming. And right now, we have the cast of an up and coming play. It is the business, it's called The Lost <laughs> Kingdom. And we have the entire cast and crew here. Well, most of you guys here. Yes. We have some of the cast, the crew outside too. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey. Yes. Introduce yourselves. There's so many people in here. We never have these this many people. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, my name is Shayla Hudson-Williams. I am uh, one of the writers and the creator of The Lost Kingdom. Nice. Yes. Yes. Hey, pretty hey, lady. Y'all. Hi, my <laughs> name is Frances Domont, and I have the honor of playing the lead, Makeda, military commander, warrior, princess, yes. all of that good stuff. Yes, <laughs> yes. woman. Yes, we yes. love that. We and love that. these gentlemen, handsome hey. chocolate brothers oh. on the couch. <laughs> yes. Introduce yourself, yeah, right. please. Kai, I'm Dunbar. I am King Paye. I am one of the co-leads of the play. Phenomenal piece of work. Happy to be a part of it. Okay. And I am Melvin S. Ward, the first, the one and only, and I play the role of Shabaka. Mm-hmm. His... Lovely young brother. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into that okay. later why you did that. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. Uh, and I'm Kevin Craig West. I am the level headed good guy and husband of Makeda. Okay. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll get into uh, the the Lost Kingdom and exactly what it is. But of course, it is set in Egypt times back in like what seven fifty BC? Seven twenty BC. Seven twenty. Okay. Yes. Yes. And um, it is actually set in uh, the Kingdom of Kush, and the Kingdom of Kush was a powerful empire that t- took over Egypt and ruled over Egypt for over two hundred years. Oh yes, mm. we, we we're going to watch this. We're going to get into that. Yes. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, what's up and coming in the world.
world. What's next in casting? You guys are going to be so excited because I was when I heard this story. So there is going to be a live musical production of The Wiz on NBC in December. December 3rd, I believe it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. December 3rd, it's coming out. Um, NBC is following, if you've noticed, there's been a lot more color on the screen on TV. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a couple of dots. Yes. Yes. So, of course, we're going to see um, The Wiz come to life again on TV, which is good because, you know, this generation of children have no idea what The Wiz has done for us. You know, actually, The Wiz is, Lena Horne is the reason why I'm in the entertainment business to begin with. Oh, wow. Yeah. When I was little, I saw her come on and she was Glinda the Good Witch. Right. And she sang that song, If You Believe. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom saw my reaction to it as a little girl and she put me in acting ever since. So Ah. I owe that film just a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Who do you guys think is going to play the Scarecrow? Because Michael Jackson, Arrested Soul, did he did so amazing with that. Who who's gonna be the Scarecrow? Who would be a good person? Usher? 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 Really? Wait, explain. Come on, explain. He could dance. He can sing. I could imagine him uh, only because he's probably like one of the most uh, uh, well known Michael Jackson imitators out there. What about Chris really? Brown? Yeah, I was going to say Chris Brown. Chris's image. That's the yeah, image. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I but he can kill some Michael Jackson moves. Bruno Mars, yes. Bruno Mars. The face. Bruno Mars would be a good, I think yeah. would be a good. Okay. Yeah. So what about yeah. Dorothy? Because Diana Ross, her, well, that's hard uh, to feel now. You cannot yeah. feel that. It's going to be a lot of hate. Maybe J-Hud? Jennifer Hudson, maybe? No. Gotta be younger. She's amazing, though, because she'd make you feel that song. She will, yeah. She will, yeah. And like you know, her presence is so. Yeah, it's it's really I would actually love them to find an unknown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Somebody. You think Lupita? Yeah. Can she? Can she sing? Can she yeah. sing? No. Who? Lupita. Lupita. Oh, Lupita. If she can sing, that's perfect. I, I, I think it should be, and I hope this doesn't stir up a whole controversy of text or whatever. But I think that it should be a dark complexed woman. Mm. Oh, that would be nice to see. Work. Precious. Let's see if she has those Precious. 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 That's all right. I'm just saying. Go ahead, girl. She going to ease on down that road, honey. You know what? I really would hope that Diana Ross can come back as Glenda the Good Witch since Lena Horne's gone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be amazing. You know, I think that would be good. I mean, I feel like she should still be in the I think that everyone who was in the movie before should be in it again. But maybe a different role, you know? Yeah, a little like older. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Okay. Okay, well. Let's talk about some music. Yes, let's talk about some fresh beats, you guys. Yeah, okay. Right. So, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Michelle Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun MGK. I'm used to saying MGK. MGK is called A Little More. Phil, can you play that for us? Okay. Yes. They tell you, be scared to dream, but it's hot like they tell you, but I'm trying to tell you. I like this one. I like it because it's kind of uplifting and it's yeah. kind of like coming hard at you. Yeah, I really hard. like the message yeah. behind it. So. I did too, yeah. I didn't know MGK was white. Come on, man. Yeah. I didn't until, wait, what show was he on? He played a rapper on a show. What show was that? Or was it a movie? He played, uh, like, basically he's playing, like, a parody of himself. And I was just like, oh, he should rap for real. And somebody was like, oh, that is Machine Gun Kelly. I was like, oh, is that him? I know he's white, my man. 
Thanks, Kim. He's good, though. He's good. It sounded like a beat Jay-Z would have, like, come yeah. out. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. his voice to come out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. I recognize the singer's voice. She sounds mm-hmm. familiar. Victoria Monet. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, she sounds Yeah, I, I really love that song. So that's the hot new music right now. But I, I like want to get into this new music streaming service, Tidal versus Spotify. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. So really? I'm rolling with Jay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, what is it? Let's talk about it. Yeah, it's confusion. So let's go ahead and uh, make some comparisons. So Tidal, okay. um, if you guys don't know, it's one of Jay-Z's new music streaming services that mm-hmm. is in competition with the ones that are already out, like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Now, they're basically trying to make it a luxury streaming service, mm-hmm. and it's $19.95, it's $20 a month, as opposed to Spotify's $10 a month, and then they also have a special where you can have it for $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not going to put my opinion out there, but consumer-friendly, uh, people were getting reviews on whether it's consumer-friendly as far as the price and um, some of the differences. They're saying that there's really zero difference in the quality. Right. And the reason for that is because they said that um, the better quality means nothing because the, the things that we have right now, the speakers we listen All to, the they're not right. up to date right. as right. far as quality. So as far as being consumer-friendly, I don't think it's really consumer-friendly le- yet, especially since right. it's starting. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think about about this new title. What appeals to me about it, one of the components that appeals to me about it is that the revenue sharing for the artist. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. the part That's that the I think is, is a big breakthrough in terms of, as opposed to Spotify and some of the other ones where mm-hmm. you get all this content, but then the artists that create it don't get to share any of the revenue. Right. right. So Definitely. that Definitely. part I think is, is a big up for any artist you know, whether you're in any genre of music or right. entertainment, to be able to share what you create is valuable. It, very true. And a lot of, there are some big heavy hitters that are signing on Madonna, to this. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a bunch of I mean, even Usher was in there. So yeah. it, it's some big heavy hitters that are going to be a part of this movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that we're hearing from critics is that, you know, it respects the artist, but it rips off the user. Um, How so? Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think in, the music. Right. Exactly. In the sense of we, you can get it for free. So why buy the Captain Milk? free as of right now you can get spotify you can get pop, mm-hmm. you know pandora for free mm-hmm. right. you might have to listen to the ads you know but you just turn the volume down for about 30 seconds turn it back up and so i guess they're they're saying now okay if you can still get this for free why would you pay for it for better quality for mm-hmm. there's certain artists i think that are going to follow taylor swift move, which is mm-hmm. she pulled all of her music off of spotify and pandora mm-hmm. so you can't get it on there mm-hmm. so i see a lot of them probably going that route if they mm-hmm. see that title becomes more you know makes more money yeah right. and then right. one of the big things is that um, Title is actually going to have some very exclusive playlists that no nobody else can get. So oh, cool. I think we're going to be forced. Material. Right, right, right. new oh. material. So mm-hmm. I mean, we're probably going to be forced to kind of go over there. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. But Who, who's gonna, who's gonna get Title? I don't, I don't know yet. It's so much about. Um, Ripping off the consumer, I think it's really about uh, supporting the artist that exactly. you're a fan of. You right, know what right. I mean? you, oh, if Beyonce you stuff is on there, I will be supporting exactly. honey. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to listen to people, but you don't want them to eat. Everybody's got to eat. Exactly. Everybody's got to eat. Right, right, right. Everybody needs your support. You know, when you like a movie, you want to go out and buy the movie. Right. right. When you like an album, nobody buys albums I anymore. Yeah. Music is art. Everybody's yeah, exactly. trying to. And I'm all for technology. Like I'm all for the advancement of technology and people having more access to different things. But at the same time, I. Feel like this generation is kind of spoiled. They expect a lot of stuff from right, right. Excuse me. And the, and <laughs> the not you though. The <laughs> not right. you though. And so what happens is a lot of the content gets watered down because people are just throwing it out so quick yeah. because they know there's no revenue to get back. Right. Whereas 
10 years ago, you put a lot of time and energy into your content creation right. because you knew people were going to go out and spend their hard money on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, it's all about that so maybe we'll get back yeah. to that with the title, hopefully. I, uh, this is what I say. Have you guys, did you guys see the video of them actually like putting on the press conference for title and uh, sign? So no. uh, what happened was, if you haven't seen it, you'll, you can just look at them in YouTube or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the artists, so like Usher, we've got Daft Punk, Madonna, nice. like there's so many people that were up Everyone there. What they did was they had a, a press conference for this and then they came up and they all kind of signed their name that they would be a part of it. I kind of feel like it was the Illuminati Girl, a little bit. I'm cool. not going to lie. Uh, I know. I'll be like, come for Illuminati conference. Rihanna's up there, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Oh, it is, girl. You know how everybody says Jay Z is, you know, he's a part of the Illuminati. Now I'm like, y'all just sealed it for me. That looked real scary. Everybody, and then they looked at the camera like this, and they signed their name, and they looked back up, and they walked off. Well, then I'll just stick to Spotify. I'll just stick to Spotify. This play, The Lost Kingdom. Now, yes. Shayla, you are the creator of this play. Yes. What gave you the idea to make a play out of this phenomenal story? Well, um, my mother took me to the African History Museum in D.C., um, gosh, when I was 18. And literally, I saw this little excerpt on the Kingdom of Kush. And you know, here I am off to college, and I never, I've never heard of that. Right. So I saw that it said, you know, women, war heroes, and all those things. And I turned to my mom, and I was like, Mom. I'm going to make a movie out of this. Yeah. And she goes, you definitely do that. I've never written a film before in my life. Yeah. But she was like, you do that. So I started um, reading books and reaching out to authors and archaeologists. um, And they would give me their archaeological references. And I just started compiling history. Mm -hmm. And it was like 10 years of doing research. And literally following stories and then it'd be a dead end it's like gosh this this isn't the juice and then finally i stumbled upon king paye's story and it was a light bulb like yeah this oh, is gonna man. work so um this whole thing has been 16 years in the making um i i met my my writer and best friend uh chris about uh, six years ago and i said hey man you want to write a story about an african empire he's like yeah mm-hmm. so we uh we actually wrote the film and instead of making a sizzle reel because we're theater kids, mm-hmm. we decided let's make a living Bible. Let's make a, a living Bible for the film. So the play is actually a film pitch. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Um, so we just decided to get creative that way and uh, condense uh, an epic that is 174 pages into 90. Oh, wow. So uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a fantastic journey. These guys jumped on board and just... You guys breathe life into words that have been inside of my head for years. And to finally see something like this right. is it's fantastic. Uh, so, the land of Kush, is that modern-day Ethiopia? That is actually modern-day Sudan. Sudan, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so I, I, I want to say this is phenomenal because there's a lot of people, especially black people, who don't even know what Kush is, who yeah. didn't know that they overthrew uh, Egyptian rulers. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that either. I was like, okay, shut up. And then there was a... <laughs> and then Makeda in your story, is that a real, is this a real name or is this a fictional name? Yeah, it's a real name. Makeda actually means um, Candace, which is translates to Candace, which translates to Queen. Okay. So that's what that name means. And um, actually, she does become the Queen of Sheba in history. Okay. And, you know, the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. So 
all of these names, they they mean something and they come from, you know, somewhere. So uh, every every bit of this story has a meaning and we have literally researched for years right uh, so that people understand the care and the time and the the absolute passion mm-hmm. that we that we have for this you know we this story it, it needs to be told we you know yes we, we we were the help absolutely yes we were 12 years a slave absolutely but we were also kings and queens and war heroes and and generals and right. and pharaohs and we need to know this so that's why that's why we so do so my next question was how what made you guys jump on board but you pretty much explained it <laughs> <laughs> right i want to jump on board um well i was approached by shayla and um she was like, I have this project and your voice. And um, <laughs> she made me read the beginning. And the beginning made me tear up. It was just the very the first monologue of the entire show, entire film. And it just says so much. And right away, it was just like, thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you. Because we need things like this. To be a woman of color, to be in this position, to be able to... Um, assert so much power and to give other young women of color and women in general, you know, that background. And uh, it's just, it's a blessing and it's amazing. And I couldn't ask for a better role. Right, 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 right. What and you play, uh, wait, uh, Francis, you play Makeda, who is a warrior princess. Yes, indeed, and I do. Is there anything that was tough or challenging about this role? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she she challenged my power as Francis um, because I always walk around thinking I'm cool, you know, I'm I'm powerful. You can't tell me nothing. Wait, I had to step back and see what it actually meant to be a powerful woman, to actually hold on to yourself and uh, to carry yourself uh, with a certain stature, to speak with a certain bass in your voice, right. to a certain a certain amount, uh, to assert a certain amount of power um, without seeming overbearing or overdone. Right. Um, so it was it it was a journey. It, has it was a journey. She's really found this voice. Mm-hmm. She's found her walk. She has you really see the weight of the kingdom on her shoulders mm-hmm. from the second the lights go up to the second the lights go down. And I, I just, I could not. Chris and I, um, we could not be prouder. Seriously, Aww. thank you. That's got to feel great. That's got to feel wonderful. It's amazing. And I'm over here, she said the voice. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. Is there singing as well or is it just speaking? Is there music? No, there's just a speaking but we do have a cool story because that was one of their forms of entertainment was storytelling uh-huh. um, in the temple and that was their their basis a lot of people think um, you know how Greek tragedy it was more than just theater for them it was their basis for morality and it's the same as the as the Kushites okay. so we do um, we do show that in, oh, the, nice. in the show. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kayum, you play uh, King Paye. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Tell us about King Paye. King Paye. He <laughs> is um, he's a little complex. He's very ambitious, but he's also very devoted to his kingdom. But the conflict is between his ambition and the kingdom. So because he's so ambitious, he's 
wanting to live up to the legacy he's made an oath to his father before his father passed and in that oath it was to expand the kingdom and love the kingdom more than anything and his way of loving the kingdom is to expand its power mm -hmm. and so he's a little power hungry um, in his love for the kingdom but he, he's totally devoted to the expansion of the kingdom because I'm familiar with the story actually when I came in to read for it Shayla asked me so do you know anything about this? And I was like, oh yeah, I know quite a bit about it. <laughs> um, I'm a little bit of a history buff. So I knew going in that his craving for power was really driven by his devotion for his father. His father loved him and he loved his father and was really close. And it was kind of egomaniacal a little bit. Um, but at the same time, there's, I don't want to say a lust for power. It's just... It's the love of the culture that drove him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's the love of the culture that drove him. And um, I was so ready to do this part when I first got invited to come in and read for it. I was like, I want this, I want this, I want this. <laughs> oh, Aside from the fact that it was phenomenally written, mm. but I was familiar with the, the family, the royal family. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of the characters from this family are mentioned in the First Testament of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, right. this is real life history there's a lot of legacy that we as Africans have laid down in the world that doesn't get documented or that has been misinterpreted mm -hmm. through documentation because mm -hmm. you hear about Kush in the first testament you right. hear names like Taharka you hear names like Shabaka but you don't attribute them to being Africans right. Right. you know what I mean so yeah. I knew that going in and so I was really really excited to have the opportunity to go in and read and, and then when I got cast I was extremely honored to be a part of telling this story mm -hmm. And he was fantastic. Wow. He walked in, and uh, Chris and I were sitting next to each other. Um, we looked at each other, and we went, yep. <laughs> Sold. That was, that's it. That's it was it. unreal. Yep. He was our first audition for the day, too. Was he? Our mm. very first. Well, I didn't know that. You were our first audition for the day, and we were like, boom. Nice. All right, Melvin, you played King Shabaka. Yes. Melvin, now, Melvin goes to my church, y'all. <laughs> so, full disclosure, full disclosure. Right, right, right. right. And Melvin, you are in all the plays, and you do so well. You did Thank you. the church play last year, yeah. but it was like a big production. It wasn't like rinky-dink. Wow. So right. Melvin did his thing. He did. So, uh, Melvin, you play King Shabaka. Who is King Shabaka? Ah, uh, King Shabaka is a mystery. He is a huge enigma. Uh, and that, I think for me, that was that was the biggest challenge, trying to figure out who 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 he really is. And honestly, that's kind of how I am too. You know, when it comes to uh, people trying to figure me out, he's he's a huge he's a huge onion. There's so many layers to him mm -hmm. that you just see throughout the whole production, like little layers. Uh, it was a challenge because he's also the middle child, and I am as well. So mm -hmm. I brought that into uh into the character I, I i fell in love with it as soon as mm -hmm. i read it i was like i honestly felt as though that it was written for me personally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and it was like a job that i really had to do so i i took so much pride in it just like shabaka takes pride in what he does mm -hmm. um and also uh shabaka is not a villain to what people may think and feel, <laughs> like, like for real, Everybody. for real, for real. Uh, like, I love that though. I love that approach. I say that because his his whole mindset is he's not doing anything wrong. Like mm -hmm. he's really he. I really feels that I really feel that he is the hero of of the whole thing. He's trying to make things right with Kush, Assyria, Egypt. Trying to get back at him, right? Dirty. Trying to prove him wrong, because mm -hmm. 
he's power hungry and he's mm-hmm. selfish. Hmm. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just threw me under the bus. Right. Yeah. Y'all see that? I love conflict. We like some conflict, so that works. Yeah. Play the sister role and say, "Are you? Aren't you power hungry?" Right. He's very manipulative. A hurt little boy who did not get enough attention. As a middle child. As a middle child. Okay. Okay, but look. Okay, but look. I will say though that Shabaka and Makeda's. Interaction is, is very is, is a very is, is very beautiful. It's special mm-hmm. uh, because you know Shabaka lost his mother and he was very close. So the only mother figure that he has now is Makeda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do is like so intimate. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. You know? and that's one of the things that he holds against Paye the most. It's the the loss of our mother. Right. Okay. Um, and so he blames me for that. Right. It's his fault. He sure does. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like Chris and I really loved that approach because all of these uh, characters and their characteristics. um, Like I said, we're we're theater kids, and I am a huge classical theater lover. And so when we were really developing these characters, we developed them after our favorite classical characters in in classical literature. And he is very much Iago. He's my favorite. Iago's not a villain. Right, right. He just had a plan and yeah. he stuck to it. Right. So, you know, he his character, uh, Shabaka, is very much, you know, modeled um, after that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we have uh, Makeda as the, the Queen Margaret in, in Henry VI, Part Three, where she says, they won't follow your colors, they will follow mine. Yeah. You know, she is that. So it's so fascinating how they just... You guys just read this thing and took off with it. It was like, we didn't have to say anything. I love, right. I love your energy. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's we been have the one. blessing of working with her. So <laughs> yes. 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 I feel it. So, uh, Kevin, you play Keyboy. Yes. And you, are, you this is Makeda's husband, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Tell us about Keyboy. Uh, as I mentioned before, Keyboy is uh, like the balance. Uh, the brothers, Paye and Shabaka, are obviously misguided and you know think that they're doing okay or doing right but uh yeah so to help balance uh or to help Makeda you know keep balance between what's going on with them he's got the level head and uh yeah is there uh good support strong support for uh the princess warrior mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, um, you seem really level-headed. Were any of these roles I'm like really not. you're not? <laughs> I, I'm no. like, Don't let it this is, Okay. <laughs> so this is not completely out of your comfort zone. You you relate. <coughs> this is me on Valium. I'm normally like no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm for the most part I am level-headed. Okay. Uh, until I'm not. <laughs> uh, I think the casting of this is mm. phenomenal mm. because. We've not only worked together, but we've hung out together, and everyone to a T really matches their character. That's good, yeah. There's some really good casting that went on in in the making of this production. Makeda is is Makeda. She's strong, little powerhouse thing right there. (laughs) I'm totally ambitious, but loyal to my people, and... He's just a middle child, confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to get him under that bus. I had to get him back. Right, right. Wow, wow, wow. I'll feel it. I'll feel it. No, I'll feel but seriously, though, I, I just think that it was a, you guys chose well. Right. You know, and that's not an ego thing. It's just me as an actor, I appreciate when things are cast well. Mm-hmm. And so playing off of them is a joy because there's such an essence of themselves mm-hmm. that's inside the characters. Yes. It makes it really honest in the moments. Right. So I appreciate it. I want to say, um, 
I met Shayla doing another production, mm-hmm. and I believe it was my first, or it was my second rehearsal of that production. And she said, "Hey, I have this project that I'd like for you to be part of." And she said, "Oh yeah, I'll send you everything." And you know, so I was thinking, you know, she just met me, and you know, it's probably something like one line in it or whatever. And I read it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing! Like she wants me to be a part of. She doesn't even know me. She doesn't know my. Wow. Yeah, so I was just blown away and like greatly appreciative of, of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very glad that you that you uh, came on board. But uh, it was writing this. It makes you more observant. That's one of the things that I believe why Chris and I work so well together is we're very observant people, and so. It, it literally was just, I don't it, with with Frankie, it was just the way that she walked, hmm. you know. And then her, she said something. Oh, that's Makeda. I knew mm-hmm. it. day one. Right. With Kevin, oh, he has an interesting air about him. Mm. That's Keyboy. Right. So Chris and I are very much, you know, like that, where we're people that we really trust our gut instincts and. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one thing that Oprah said a long time ago. She said to, to listen to your life right. and to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that Chris and I just live by. Yes, so. honey, because Oprah does not lie. She does <laughs> not lie. <laughs> she don't. She, she doesn't. Tell she tells the truth. Queen. <laughs> did, did you guys feel any sense of responsibility to tell this story? Not just be an yes. actor, but also yes. to yes. your community. Of course. Yes. As, soon as, you, as soon as you hear the story, as soon as you read it and you realize, well, for me, I realize how much I don't know. Right. I was just like, oh my God, everybody needs to know this now. Right, right. You know, so I have to do my best to make sure that happens, you know. So it's really, yeah, definitely. For me. And for me, like I said, I knew about the, the family prior to coming to the project. So I went in with the awareness of this is legacy. Mm-hmm. This is not just another script. This is legacy. This is truth. And so there's a certain amount of gravitas and sincerity that has to be given to this project, unlike something that's just fictional, right. and it's a black story. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our legacy. So mm-hmm. there's audiences that are going to come see this for the first time that have no knowledge of right. these stories right. or these people or this ever existing. So, yeah, I felt a huge amount of response. In a good way, though. It wasn't like yeah. pressure. It was like, wow, we need to really dig in and go deep because this is something special that we got here. Yeah, most definitely. I, I, I completely agree. Uh, for me, it was more of like a pride thing. Uh, when it comes to just a people, a black people that I didn't know anything about this in, in school. All I knew about was Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X. His story, not his story. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I just, that's all I knew. So when I read the script, I was like, how come I didn't know about right. this? Mm-hmm. So right. I felt it was upon myself to really embody this character and to really show who these people really are, mm-hmm. you know, and I took so much pride into this script. I was like, this is mine. Right. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Right. Yeah, likewise. I, uh, it, it, was, it was such a blessing to read this and, and again, to be a part of it. it. As soon as I read it, I, I immediately thought back to when I first saw, uh, this was back when music videos, when Michael Jackson music videos, like it was, it was a big deal mm-hmm. to like have, yep. you know, have it yes. come on like NBC, <laughs> you know, it's like, and tonight at eight o'clock, Michael Jackson debut of, and that music video where Eddie Murphy's in it, Remember Remember time. Time. Remember time. Oh, that's and awesome it was just so beautiful. And I asked my mother, like, why 
are these people in this? Because I, <laughs> right, I'd grown up watching. I, I've always mm-hmm. loved, you know, movies and like seeing Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. You know, <laughs> uh, right, you know, those were the kings and queens, and it was like it was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I wondered why have there not been any movies? You know, like, nothing with any visuals like this. You know, except for you know photos of Egypt, ancient Egypt. But um, and then Eddie Murphy again uh, in Coming to America America. but it was a comedy Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay well there needs to be something that shows us in this light but it you know being taken seriously yeah this is the truth so what better way to do it so it was just it was it was yeah it was like okay gotta give it my all and yeah great sense of responsibility for it right and Shayla what do you hope people take away from this wonderful play that you've put together um I think the major thing um that I would like people to take away is there is a whole world out there that we are so we're so unaware of and we are as a, just as a people we are so much more mm-hmm. than what is in our our history books that is provided to us and not just as a as a black people but as people, their history, this history, Kushite history is our history. Mm -hmm. And the powerful roles that women played in that history is indicative to who we are today. And I think if we have more of those things in these images out there, we will respect one another and in turn respect ourselves more. Mm -hmm. And I think... um, it's great because my, my writing partner, Chris, is, he's 100% Hispanic. <laughs> I love him. He's, um, he is my queen of queens, is what, is what he is to me. Um, but he has really taken on this story, and he's just, this needs to, this need a full 100% Mexican looks at this story, right. this needs to be told. You know? <laughs> right. So I think it's it's just the universal uh, feeling of wanting to know, understand, and love where you come from. And that's right. universal. And then we're definitely going to go see this. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Right, right, right. I'm excited. Definitely. But are there any other stories that you think need to be told as well? Anything in the works, maybe? Well, um, this is, interestingly enough, this is just the the first story of of I believe we have three. We have the prequel, which is the story of their parents, Kashada. And Kashada really was the um he was the start of the forefront of the twenty fifth dynasty. Okay. Um and then we have the story of the Queen of Sheba and Solomon's Mines. Mm-hmm. And then we have the final story of T- Taharka. He is the the last Pharaoh, the last well not really the last Pharaoh, but the last um big Pharaoh that really um, ushered in a lot of, of change in Egypt. So those are the stories that that we Must have we have coming up. So. Yes, and oh, and I love that the casting is correct. It's not like <laughs> a movie like yeah. Exodus where oh, oh we were just talking about we just talking about they were like, wait, why are they free people and they were black? Talking right. about it's like so a bunch of Australians in Egypt. Right. Australians? Yeah. 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 Right. I was right. like, I'm confused yeah. about the casting. Coming out called the Gods of Africa too, and it's all it's it's all British what white British I'm so people. Confused. Oh, stop. Yeah, yeah it's not it, true to history. It is. It's just like you know, here you have these stories 
of Queen Elizabeth, I'm not going to cast an Asian to play Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense. Right. So, I mean, it's just you want to stay true to, to who these, these people are. But, you mm-hmm. know, the greatest thing, the greatest way to set back an entire people mm-hmm. is to make them believe they don't have a history. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't, you can't go anywhere if you don't know where you've been. That's mm-hmm. true. Yep. You better say that. So, quote that. Quote that. <laughs> right, right. Where's my Twitter? I know. Where's <laughs> Shayla? <laughs> uh, let's so. get to know you guys way back when. So, did you all know <laughs> that you wanted to do be a creator, be actors? Is that what you originally knew you wanted to do? Oh, no. Definitely. <laughs> Where did you want to be, Melvin? Because Melvin's like, <laughs> he was uh, like very no. firm with that one. Nah, I was into sports I wanted to be a football player that was like my biggest thing I fell into it it fell in my lap uh, honestly my biggest thing was go to college play football mm-hmm. run track go to the pros that was my biggest thing my homeboy one of my teammates was going to this theater class and he was like hey I really think you should go I was like no Nah, I'm, not, I'm not into soap operas and Shakespeare. That just sounds boring. He's like, nah, I really think that you should do this, dog, because your personality is pretty goofy and all this other stuff. I was like, you know what? Just for you, I, I, I'll do it. And I kid you not, as soon as I took that class, I fell in love with it. Like, See, that's I, a gift. That's a gift. There you go. You fell in your lap. There you go. There that is. means you owe him like 10% of everything you make. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where he's at. <laughs> don't worry. He gonna we'll come through. Don't worry. He'll find you. Don't worry. Like, hey, brother. <laughs> My 10%. Thanks to me. <laughs> what about anybody what about else? I, uh, it kind of fell in my lap as well. I went to college to, uh, majored in math to become an engineer and was in the Marine Corps. And like my last real job was a systems analyst working on computers. And I was forced into a community theater show. It was one performance only. And I was the onstage narrator. And I did it, loved it. Had an mm. interview afterwards, <laughs> and this woman in the audience gave me tickets to come see, uh, to go see the show Big River. Oh, and I was show. kind of recruited into it right mm. after that. I was like, oh my gosh, mm. this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. So mm. wow. everyone thought that I was crazy, and but I jumped right into it, and within a year, I got my SAG after and equity cards, and it's like, all right, I guess it's meant to be. Yes, yes. it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to be an entertainer. Um, I do music. I'm a spoken word artist. So I was going to say that because you move like you got some homework. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, do all so that. I do all that. Um, <laughs> growing up in New York, it's, it's a huge theater community, so I've always done theater when I was a kid. So it's always been a part of my DNA. My mother's a dancer, so she took me to theater young. I grew up watching mm-hmm. um Sidney Poitier and mm-hmm. all the great actors that have come before that's kind of laid the, laid the groundwork for us to be able to be here. Mm-hmm. Seeing black faces on a huge screen just pulled me in. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. And seeing our stories being told, just I gravitated to it immediately. And I was always a kid dancing around in the house with the Michael Jackson <laughs> wig on. And oh, that was, oh, that was, yeah, that was me. I don't that know was why me. I can see that, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I got pictures. I, I got like, pictures. I, feel like, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I was that dude. I was that dude, <laughs> the little good. dude dancing around. So it's always been something. I've always been in school for theater and things like that. So it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's always been in my heart. 
I couldn't yeah. think of nothing else I want to do, really. Mm-hmm. All right. What about, what about you, Francis? Uh, always, 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 always. My mom, it, my mom did it. It's all her fault. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "You're gonna be a star," and then I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, but actually, as time went on, as the years went on, it just became art is my savior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only way I can really be me, which mm. is funny because we're being other people. <laughs> but it, writing drawing, painting, dancing, acting, creating, all of it, it just, it gives you a sense of self Mm -hmm. and it really allows you to let everyone know who you are Mm -hmm. in a very beautiful way Mm -hmm. um, without just saying, yo, this is me. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, it's like, hey, look at what I do. Like, it's, it's, it's kept me leveled. It's kept me sane. It's kept me safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you guys know like she that. used to be on this show that <laughs> I loved as a kid. It was a show that taught me how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do it again. Do it again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> <She Wait>. was... <laughs> I can't even. Do what? what? I can't even do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just. <laughs> uh, so she's a Zoom kid. Oh you guys yeah, know Zoom. 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 Oh, that's hilarious. That I love crazy. it. I'm still doing all that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I got so a taste lost. of that life when I was 12. So that after that, I was like going out signing autographs, going doing all kinds of things. And I was like, this is me. This is me. And I just, I love it. I love it. Right. And then what about you, Shayla? It's actually been um, halfway. as I told you before, as a little kid, I, my mom had me in acting and things like that, and I did commercials and all that. But then when I hit um, about 13, I stopped and I played sports. And yeah. believe it or not, I grew up playing hockey. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Yes. Wait, where are you from? I am, I'm literally from Corona, California. What? Yes. I'm <laughs> not even kidding. I, and my dad's Panamanian, of all things. So wow. he's like, ice? What is this ice? <laughs> So um, we played hockey, and um, I ran a track, and I played soccer, and uh, I, yeah, I played JV football. Oh, wow. Girl, I wanted to play football. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we were so, trust me, mm. uh, <laughs> I could definitely play on that team. Um, but no, I, I, loved, I loved my high school. Um, but what ended up happening was I just played sports, and I thought I was just going to go to college to, you know, play sports, and, you know, maybe do some, you know, film here and there, but uh, it was my theater teacher who pulled me aside and she made me take her uh, theater class and in my, my, my senior thesis for high school, she had us write our own show. And so literally it was hilarious to the point where our principal let us do it every Friday at lunch. And so the student body would come in and watch the show. And, oh, wow. Um, our principal, we got to, it was basically like a murder mystery. So we ended up killing our, you know, our principal. <laughs> at the end, That's fun. At the end. Hilarious. And uh, my theater teacher literally pulled me aside and she just goes, look, if you do not do this, All right. uh, she's like, I think the world will be missing out on something. Mm-hmm. And you see? And That's true. Very true. That's so sweet. I went to theater school. I was like, Dad, I'm not going to retract. I want to go be a theater kid. He's like, this is so great. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But no, really, I I owe my mom, my mom a lot. She, you know, both of my parents really showed me what what marriage means, what um, it means to be committed to one another and what it means to be committed to something and to be supportive, 
you know, of, of dreams. And mm-hmm. they've been, they, the two of them have been my, my biggest dream makers, oh, really. Awesome. So I, I owe them a lot. Wonderful. So before we get out of here, where can people find uh, this play, The Lost Kingdom? You can find this play. <laughs> Excuse me. You can find this play. We are at the Cupcake Theater off of Hollywood Boulevard. In Hollywood for all of you guys that aren't here. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood, California. Hollywood, California. <laughs> Not Florida. Um, it is uh, Wednesday at 8 p.m. And mm-hmm. Sunday's at 12 noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Easter Sunday this Sunday, so we won't be there this Sunday. But okay. uh, next Wednesday, we will be uh, in, in effect. So okay. you All can right. go on our website. Our website is thelostkingdomproject.com to purchase tickets. And you guys can see that on the screen below. We have that on the screen. Oh, that is yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> trying to be fancy. Mm-hmm. It's so fancy. Yes, yes. And so where can everyone find you guys on social media or online? Kevin Craig West, anything. Okay. <laughs> Kevin Easy. Craig West, everything. Uh, Melvin S. Ward on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, one full word. Mm. Kayam Dunbar, Facebook, Twitter, Kayam Weeby One, Instagram. Twitter. You have to spell that Kayam because some people are driving and listening to podcasts. Like, wait, what? C H A I M. Kayam. Kayam. What did I say? Shame. 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 I was going to say Haim in a minute. That's actually what it is. Is it? Yeah, it's It's actually Haim. So you stop lying to people and selling it. You know what it is? It's a more history. That needs to go. be told. Right. Yeah. More history that needs to be told. Yes, it's black people. Right. Right. Some. Uh, hey. right. The right. movies are miscast. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Francis. Uh, Francis Doma on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. <laughs> All right, Shayla. All right, you can find me at uh, Shaylove1212 Instagram and also on Twitter. But I really would like you to follow us on The Lost Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. What is that on Twitter? That's on, on Twitter. Twitter. It's the, literally The Lost Kingdom. Perfect. All right, perfect. Yeah. And you guys can keep in touch with me as usual on Twitter and Instagram at Tesnos and Courtney Tesno on Facebook. And as always, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop. Like Scoop of Ice Cream. I really like Butter Pecan. If anybody wants to send me some. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, y'all. Have a good one. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood! Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.